I shake your titties into the mic. <clears throat> you gotta loosen get... up a little bit. <laughs> loosen up your tits for some <laughs> podcasting. Yeah, didn't you hear? She's the scream queen because she's got big poops. Big poops? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That makes you the scream queen. Shut up! <laughs> Welcome back to Shaking Not Scared. As always, your hosts here, Eric and Vivi. How are you, Vivi? I am good. How are you this fine evening? Doing about the same as every other day. Just packed away in a house and never able to leave unless I'm allowed to. Unless you're allowed to by your wife. Yes. I'm just kidding. Nothing I'll, to do with the pandemic. If she needs drink ingredients, that's when I leave the house. That's the only time <laughs> you're allowed to leave. <laughs> well, I left the other day um, to the doctor for the first time in like weeks. Since we're co-workers. How was and that? It was, it's fine. It's just going <laughs> to the doctor. But I thought it was funny because we spend like all our time together, legit, since the beginning of the pandemic. Now I work at home too. And you're my co-worker. And I leave the house for like two hours and you're texting me that you miss me. And selfies. Just like and me so, by myself. You in the background. Not there. <laughs> are we unhealthy? Nah. We'll, <laughs> we'll be okay. <laughs> what I was going to say is that... Uh, About your week? There's going to be something... Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, this week too, my family came over, which was fun. Celebrate my birthday since it's in the middle of the week, kind of makes it tough. But everyone was here, and my sister was pointing out all the creepy stuff that we have around our house and how mm. we need to do posts about it. Because I guess as the listeners, I don't know if they care, but we really do like spooky stuff a lot. <laughs> yeah, enough that it's not even Halloween; it's March, and we just decorate our house like this. Tons of skulls, tons of webs. I think you're. Sister wanted the spooky party too, which just we didn't have to change anything. Cause yeah, it was spooky. <laughs> she wanted a like a witch theme party, and like I didn't have to buy anything. I was able to use all my house decor. Yeah, <laughs> I just put it all in the center of the table. Yeah, so it's fun. It's good stuff. Uh, thanks for coming, fam. I love you guys. But uh, yeah, do you want to jump into what we're doing this week? This week, or well, this episode, we're going to be talking about Scream, mm-hmm. 1996, directed by Wes Craven. Mm-hmm. Before we dive into that, what is your consuming creepy content? content of the week well we've been as a couple recently watching courage the Carly dog and why is that uh because i did watch a couple episodes as a kid but like i wasn't allowed to watch it because my parents thought it was a bad show <laughs> uh but you reference it a hundred percent of the time in your everyday life i do yeah so i never know what you're talking <laughs> about and i guess we had to watch it so i knew what you were talking about yeah the episodes are fun it's it's interesting to like be doing this podcast and be like just watching so many horror movies as opposed you know as we usually do not just in the show but to catch all the like references to horror oh, movies yeah. in the show that's true you don't catch any of this as a kid the couple episodes i did watch it's also funny to see what kids think is scary and like as an adult it's it's there are some creepy scenes still for sure you're you're sometimes grossed up by the stuff that pops up i was telling you the other day like what made the creators think like this is a great show for cartoon network for kids every friday i don't know because like up it's so like self-aware too that some of the scenes where courage is like screaming or falling or doing something that's like frightening they just repeat it they like flash back and forth between him yeah. screaming and whatever's happening and him screaming and then whatever's happening. The other day, one of the scenes was just going on endlessly. We're like, okay, so they just I mean, it was ran funny. Out of time and, <laughs> and watching it as an adult, I'm like, I think this is kind of more like adult cartoons, if I'm totally honest, more than kids. Because kids, I don't think would catch a lot of the jokes. No, and we talk about Eustace and Muriel and how we're already act them. like Eustace and Muriel. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> Um, not not in the the Eustace being toxic way, but more like when they're t- we act like an old couple. Yeah, <laughs> and Loki acts like courage. Oh, one hundred percent of the time. <laughs> Who's paying for his internet? Yeah, that's what I want. That's what I brought up to you. I'm like, I don't think Eustace and Muriel are paying paying for his internet. No, but yeah. So, what other creepy content that you got? I went into this like black hole this week on YouTube. What other creepy content are you got? I said, what other creepy content do you have? <laughs> well i went into this like black hole this week on youtube didn't like really mean to start looking up this stuff there's like youtube channels that will explain paranormal stories on like tiktok and things like that so i was watching one of those it's like tiktok horror stories and then it like suggested another video of like collecting haunted dolls as an everyday okay a hobby a hobby yes (laughs) Because there's like Zach Baggins, Bagans, whatever, however you say his name, right? As M from, and that's why we drink says it. Yes. (laughs) 
And he, like, collects haunted objects and puts them in a museum. And the Warrens are, like, famous for also having done the same thing. But I guess there's just, like, day-to-day people who go on eBay searching for haunted dolls. And I did not know this. And I don't know how I ended up here because one of the things that I hate most in this world is possessed dolls and possessed doll movies. Really, I don't know what it is. What happened in my youth that traumatized me to these things. But I hate them. But somehow I ended up on that YouTube channel. That just means you have to go for the alternative and start, you know, collecting, like, haunted chairs and toilets and, like, sofas. I like how toilets was one of the top (laughs) options that you thought of. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting because I didn't know that people did this as a hobby and they take care of like the spirits in these vessels and they like give whole background stories and I guess mediums are the ones that interpret the stories. I don't know. I was just watching it and was pretty entertained, even though I hate that stuff. Yeah, I guess when you think about that, we were talking about this that day is that uh, you assume that when people are collecting these things that all the energy and spirits that are in them are typically like perceived as evil, but there mm-hmm. are also positive. And- yeah, spirits that have just latched on to a doll because they had the misfortune, but they're not bad spirits. Yeah, because I guess if the assumption is that everyone who dies comes back as an evil spirit, then like where do the good ones go? And I guess Nowhere. they're in these dolls that people are selling on eBay. Also, how do you know that they're haunted? What if you're like in the market for a you haunted doll? You gotta use doll? that uh, thermal filter on TikTok. Apparently. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, I guess if you don't start having paranormal experiences, you can complain that it wasn't haunted, which yeah. is such a weird thing <laughs> to say. Start selling it. Just, that's what I was telling you. Is how would you even confirm on yeah. like eBay or anything like that that people are actually haunted real, yeah do you yeah. go and you, you show up with your little uh what was that machine that zach baggins had in that uh haunted house um, show that the guy shows up with like it's like an electromagnetic yeah it's a, like oh, an no. emf he has there. a name for it remember the electromagnetic fire or something oh <laughs> he like had made up his own um reader or whatever it, usually it's like electromagnetic reader yeah but it was like what does the electromagnable it sounded something out of comic books <laughs> yeah he's like i made it myself like that i don't understand i i honestly watch uh house hunt not house hunters <laughs> <laughs> haunted house hunters uh, what is his I'm show insane. called <laughs> it's it's his show about haunted places i watch it sometimes i put it on to go to sleep but he is a ridiculous <laughs> person why <laughs> I do put on, like, creepy stuff to go to sleep. I meant more like it's boring. That's why she uses to go to sleep. Well, it is a lot of, like, what? did you hear that? Did you feel that? What? <laughs> and Zach Baggins, like, throwing his body at people and yeah. saying it's a ghost. I think he has a problem. Well, he made a whole franchise and money out of it. I would like to go well, to his Robert's museum, though. The one in Vegas with the haunted objects. Yeah. And take the TikTok filter and see if it's true. I'm sure that people do that, A right? TED Talk filter. <laughs> a t- TikTok filter. <laughs> yeah, she's going to take the I was like, what did TED Talks have to do And record the dolls all having TED Talks to each other. <laughs> <laughs> the doll's going to be like, welcome to my TED Talk <laughs> about this possessing insane. things. I'm not even possessed. I'm possessed being here. He put me here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was minding my own business somewhere else. Yeah, but awesome. Well, any, is that all? Yeah, what about you? I know I talked about how we're watching Courage, but are you doing anything creepy on Mostly Courage and Tech on Titan. I'm getting further. I'm almost done oh, yeah. with uh, Season 3. If you guys haven't seen Attack on Titan, it's real good. I'll try to avoid spoilers, but uh, stuff's insane in Season 3, and I think Season 4 is the last one, right? Yeah, I've I've been waiting for you to finish watching it so we could watch it together. Yeah, what I pointed out to you, I guess this isn't a spoiler, but there's a Titan that literally drags his face across like an entire... Field. field that they're like trying to chase him and stop him to the point where they finally do kill him it lifts its face off the ground and its face from all the dragging it did is like ripped off so it's just like imagine like your face getting chopped in half and it's just like what's left yeah like, worn away from the dragon like yeah it's, it's nasty so it's, it is i remember seeing that scene for the first time and being like oh shit that's intense <laughs> they're self-aware because the the way that they want to kill it is by putting explosives in its mouth and they're like let's just hope it opens its mouth and it lifts its face right at that moment and it's like oh i guess that it makes has it no mouth <laughs> <laughs> so yeah good stuff that's mostly all i've got what you've been doing mm-hmm you don't research haunted items in your spare time? I run into them when I'm trying to like get more followers on t- on our Instagram for, <laughs> for horror. So follow us on Instagram. <laughs> oh, let's talk about our Instagram. Oof. You pointed it out. I didn't even notice. Yeah. Since we started the page for the podcast, I've been following other horror podcasts. and Shout out. It's been like, you know, very niche interest, like horror 
classic movie monsters and things like that is what I've been following. And for some reason, and no shame if you're into this, <laughs> the algorithm has decided that we're into feet because <laughs> we're on feet Instagram. And again, if that's your jam, that's your business. But I just want to know what in the <laughs> horror genre of all the things we've been liking led Instagram to that conclusion. Feet are scary. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think that's the opposite for these accounts. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it's horrifying to somebody, and so that's why it comes up. But it is weird. I went on there, and I was like, what? No way. And there's just all kinds of feet. Close-up feet, crusty feet. Some of them aren't even, like, good-looking feet. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, again, no shame, but I just, does anyone know how we can fix our algorithm? <laughs> <laughs> um, TikTok, too, though. TikTok wasn't giving us feet stuff, but it's funny because we've had TikTok since the start of this whole quarantine thing. And yeah, it's kind of what got us through quarantine. <laughs> But we started the TikTok for the show, and we get all the stuff that everyone complains about TikTok for. Yes. And it's like once you actually use TikTok, the For You page is actually really curated for your interest. But when you first join, like we did with this podcast account, it's all the dancing videos and thirst traps that everyone complains about. And I'm just like, God, we need to fix this. <laughs> yeah. So we're working on that, too. But keep an eye out for both our TikTok and Instagram. We're on Facebook, too. Uh, follow us soon. Cause yeah, we need to fix this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, do you want to start jumping into our drink that we've got for Scream? Yeah. So like you mentioned, we're talking about Scream 1996 by Wes Craven. Mm -hmm. We're back in slashers. For this one, you suggested to make like a black and white drink. Classic. Groundbreaking. Yeah, because of Ghostface. Yeah, because of Ghostface. So I kind of took your advice. I did a Ghostface espresso martini. It's just an espresso martini and add like a little O face with your garnishes. <laughs> Riveting. <laughs> Does that make you want to drink Did you this? make that one up yourself? Yeah. You know, I'm really phoning it in for this one, I will admit. <laughs> yeah, no, it's cool. So do you want to try it then? Yeah. It's in a fancy little glass. It's a coupe glass. Mm -hmm. Coupe glass? I don't know. Well, it's really something. Oh, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You coffee's it? your jam. This is good. Are you ready for the reveal? It has vodka. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was just waiting for you to say you liked it. <laughs> that is good, though. It, you don't taste the vodka, actually. No, you we, just taste coffee. We were just talking about how vodka is one of those alcohols that you just put in anything to make it alcoholic because it has no distinct flavor. Exactly. <laughs> but somehow you I still hate it. People who love vodka are going to say otherwise, but That's it true. really honestly is just alcohol. <laughs> Yeah, what would you rate this drink? Well, I think it's not fair because I love coffee. Coffee's like number one on my list of everything. Favorite drinks? Yeah, so I'd give it a four. Pretty high. So if I didn't tell you it had vodka in it, would you have given it a five? Actually, vodka had nothing to do with it. Four, four regardless. Okay. It is really good, though. It is pretty good. <laughs> I think I would also give it a four. Yeah? What did you like about it? Do you like the vodka taste? It, I don't does, taste vodka? it doesn't taste like vodka. It just tastes like some strong coffee. Yeah. It looks nice, too, because it looks like if you're into, like, espresso. It's got the, it's got the foam, foam at, the top. at the top. It's very aesthetic. I will say that we used our Nespresso machine for the coffee, and I think using a good coffee will make the difference in this drink. True that. When she made the coffee, I just kid you not, it was the best smell. You chilled it, too, right? It's cold. I did. Yeah, it's got to be a chilled drink. How do you make it? Um, It's two ounces of vodka, half an ounce of Kahlua, half an ounce of simple syrup, and... The recipe said for one ounce of espresso drink, but I did two ounces because I like a strong coffee taste. I also said to like garnish with coffee beans, right? It did, but I garnished again with the cinnamon and nutmeg to make the like, oh, on top. Yeah. We'll post a picture. Yeah. It's going to look fun. So what is this movie about according to whatever we're looking at it for? Well, we are on IMDb. Great. And according to it, the movie is Wes Craven's reinvented and revitalized Take on the slasher horror genre with this modern horror classic. That's a contradictory sentence. <laughs> modern classic Modern horror. classic. Which manages to be funny, clever, and scary as a fright, because it says a fright masked knife maniac. Oh, shit, that's a tongue twister. Yeah, I was like, I can't <laughs> read. As a fright masked knife maniac stalks high school students in middle class suburbia. Middle class? They had big ass houses. Oh, that's middle class. We're on the fucking floor. We're... <laughs> We're dead from how poor we are if that's middle class. Craven is happy to provide both tension and self-parody as the body count mo mounts, not moans. <laughs> but the victims aren't always the ones you'd expect. Amazing. I 
had never seen Scream. I knew who the killer was already. Cause it's Isn't like, that the worst? As a listener, please send me messages about how that's the worst. Send me hate mail. Yeah, <laughs> about how it sucks. To yeah, I, I haven't seen it, but it. I knew. Because it's one of those like classics that everyone spoils on the internet. Yeah, there's already four of them, too. And Scary Movie, if you've seen Scary movies. Oh, I have seen Scary Movie, and it's actually it. super accurate to it this is. movie, which makes sense now knowing that this is a meta horror, and it's kind of a joke on itself. So, do you have actual fun facts? That I you do like? have actual fun facts. So I have one that I didn't write down, because I wasn't sure if it was like, anyone cares, because it's kind of shitty. But, is it? Yeah, so apparently Ghostface's costume was... This isn't one of the ones I wrote down, but apparently Ghostface's costume was supposed to be white and not black hooded oh i see so where this is going they changed their mind because they were like when they were trying to do some like footage tests they were like eh, he looks a lot more like a kkk guy than a killer so they switched i to mean black. good call guys i think you made the right choice <laughs> yeah, yeah. when i was reading that i thought it was gonna go the route of like a guy in a white cloth hooded suit doesn't really look scary in the night you can't hide as easily in a white Mm-hmm. What, did you, what would you call it? Robe? Yeah, it's like it's a Halloween costume. A hooded robe. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I thought that's where it was going to go, but at the end it was like, no, it's just it uh, alluded too much to Ku Klux Klan. I was like, oh, that's pretty disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> so good, go- good job, guys. Uh, but the real facts I have, in case we want to leave that out, real facts I have is uh, this one's coming from a couple places. Got one from Screen Rant, one from Mental Floss. But from ScreenRant.com, Mask was initially seen as foolish and silly to the point that Bob Weinstein, the producer, was not impressed with the opening scene and almost replaced Wes Craven entirely as the director. Damn. From how unimpressed he was. But uh, I mean, they- I like get it because there's that opening scene where he runs across the living room and I'm like, this looks like comical. It does. This whole movie is comical, for sure. Oh, yeah. Which is not what I thought. Okay, even though I knew how this movie, like, was going to end, I didn't realize how funny it was. It's really funny. I I was trying to, like, put myself in the position of, like, if I was watching this for the first time, is it scary? It's not really scary. There is depressing stuff. It's messed up, for sure. There's depressing stuff in it, for sure. But uh, it's more funny than scary. So they asked him to finish the film, and he changed his mind. So good on him (laughs) for changing his mind. Second fact I've got is mentalfloss.com. They said that, so a combined couple, Drew Barrymore was only on set for a week to film the opening scene. Nice. But in comparison, it took them 21 back-to-back nights to film the last 42 minutes of the movie taking place at the party. This movie is two hours long, so it took them almost half the movie to record the last. I mean, the last scene is chaotic as hell. I'm sorry, it took them 21 nights to finish the last half of that movie in comparison. But yes, it is chaotic. I can see why. It's fun. It's where most of the meat is. Yeah. Uh, the cast even joked and called it, quote, the longest night in horror history. <laughs> <laughs> so, good, good stuff. One. Yeah, the movie's fun. So, as your first time watching it, do you want to start? So, we open on Drew Barrymore, obviously. It's so funny because this movie is obviously made in the 1990s. I don't answer my phone at all. And this girl answers the phone every single time it she rings. Like- flip-flops between whether she wants to talk to this guy or not so much that I was like, I wrote down, as I was writing down, I was like, okay, so she's like afraid and like, it's kind of like, leave me alone. But then the guy keeps talking and just kind of like, okay, cool. So she's like kind of into him because she's mm-hmm. like, you want to take me out on a date? But then he starts saying more stuff and she's kind of like, leave me alone, stop calling. But then she's kind of back in it. I'm like, make up your mind. Yeah, she's like <laughs> kind of flirting with him, which is, again, I don't even answer the phone. The, but do you answer and just start flirting with strangers? I get scam calls where people literally say they're going to call the cops on me and I just hang up. <laughs> I've never gotten those. Mm-hmm. No one's looking for me. That's It's just all scam. <laughs> They're like, if you don't respond to the social security office, we're going to send the police. Oh, yeah. Those calls. <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. And I'm like, nah, it's all right. It's a scam. It's fine. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, we get that question of what's your favorite horror movie? Because the, the killers are really obsessed with horror movies, as we see throughout mm-hmm. the entire film. All the big names are named. All the big movie. names are dropped. Yes. Throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Even by the killers at the end. Yes. So, we won't reveal just from the start who the killers are. Spoiler alert. If anyone's ever been upset with our episodes because of spoilers, honestly, these movies have been out for over 30 years, so yeah. let's just get over get it. Get on it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, she's on the phone. What? I get already here because we have friends who don't watch a lot of horror movies but listen to the pod. Shout and out to Francisco Miranda. Yeah, they're always like, we've never seen the movie you're talking about, but we listen, so I feel like we just put them on blast again. <laughs> What I think is crazy is that some of our friends and family have said, like, no, I've never seen it. We're going to go watch it now that we've heard your episode. I'm like, no, go watch the movie first and then listen. For sure. Yeah. We are definitely not doing the best job at summarizing. No. <laughs> yeah, she's on the So phone. I was going to ask you, Flip-flopping. actually, because hmm? he asked her. 
What's your favorite horror movie? What's your favorite horror movie? Oh, that's This so is hard. a tough question. It is tough because it depends on the genre. It kind of does. Okay. what? Give me uh, your top three. Oh, that's even harder. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to narrow the genres down and then the movies. Real fun one, Trick or Treats. I recently saw yeah, that. Yeah, I showed you Trick or Treats. You showed it I to really me. I really like that movie. I honestly think it's probably it's number up there. one. I honestly think it's number one. That's awesome. It's like the first... Uh, yeah, I... If you haven't seen Trick or Treat, it's... I think it's because it's a culmination of so many Ooh, different we should talk stories. about that next week. Oh, I love it. Like, I would even get a tattoo of Lil Sam. Yeah. Yeah, because he's... Oh, man. That movie's so fun. I don't even think of it, like, from a horror... Like, as a horror movie, as a movie in general, all the, like, the little stories are fun. I mean, I don't know. Forget the top three. If you like... <laughs> if you like <laughs> fucked up stuff. Yeah. It, it is fucked up, but I think it's because it has so many different kinds of stories. Mm-hmm. It's got demon stuff. It's got witch stuff. It's got zombie werewolf. stuff. It's got werewolves. Like, it, it's just a huge collection of these little mini stories. In it. And then at the end, it kind of ties in why Lil Sam's been in all of it. Yeah. What else? I, I also like The Lost Boys. And then I think 28 Days Later is my favorite zombie movie. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. You know, I, what about you? I'm i not going to claim that that's my favorite zombie movie because we haven't seen a lot of the... Uh, Others. The George Romero's other than Night of the Living Dead. He did quite a few, so I want to watch those. I don't know. It changes. And like you said, it depends on the genre. But I love The Conjuring. It is probably, mm. I think, one of the best haunted house films I've seen. Um, something about Carrie. <laughs> I think it's one like one of the first horror movies I watched. And I was like, good for her. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, a, I feel a genre in itself in horror. Like, Midsummer is kind of like a good for her. The Witch. The Witch. Oh, yeah. Good that's for a good. Her. That's a I good. I think we saw a post on Instagram the other day that was like the good for her genre. Genre. Yeah. <laughs> Man, there are so many. I don't even know. Trick or Treat is one of my hard. favorites that I showed you. You know what we'll do? We'll put it as a post somewhere and just like list Yeah, our top. maybe we'll do a mini episode of our top horror films. And do a speed Because we're or like, we've deviated quite a bit here. Yeah, we have. <laughs> So let's dive into the actual movie we're talking about. Back to Drew Barrymore. Yeah. (laughs) So she is on the phone with this killer, obviously, and she finally mentions that her boyfriend is actually on her way. On his way or whatever. Which I also thought was weird because he's like, didn't you just say you don't have a boyfriend? And she's For like, real. I lied. I do. And I was like, see, this is what I'm saying. She's kind of into it because she lied and said she doesn't have a boyfriend. So how are you going to be creeped out by the dude on the phone, but then also be kind of into it and then be creeped out again and then to be like, no, I don't have a boyfriend. So that he's kind of into you still. Is it the like thing of play hard to get? And I guess if someone's You don't even know who you, you're talking to on the phone. That's, that's my thing. It's like, <laughs> I wouldn't have answered. <laughs> Save myself this whole problem. Yeah. Obviously, her... And the boyfriend are killed in the beginning of the scene. And they mm-hmm. kind of set off the catalyst for the rest of the movie. That scene is pretty crazy, too, though. It Just is crazy and it's sad. It. Yeah, because she's like, oh, my boyfriend. And he's like, oh, your boyfriend, Steve, who I have tied up on the porch. and like He's tied up on the porch and gets just killed cause, um, while she's on the phone with him. This is kind of part of the killer's thing of asking about horror movies. He's like, I'll give you... It's, oh. it's a game, <laughs> and I'll give you practice questions. The want to play a game. I wonder if that inspired like Saul or something, because he has that a lot throughout the movie. He does, and she, it's like the questions are like, "Who's the killer in Halloween?" And she's like, "Michael." I don't know. She kind of takes. She, forever. she doesn't want to answer because obviously this has gone in, in a completely horrible route. But yeah. um, he's like, "Okay, well, here's the real question: Who's the killer in Friday the Thirteenth?" And she's Shout like, out Jason. to episode two. Yeah. She's like, Jason. <laughs> and he's like, just kidding. It's Miss Voorhees. And again, easy to forget because it's a whole franchise. Yeah. She gets it wrong. And Steve gets gutted in the back. Pretty in the crazily. stomach. Yeah. His, his like guts are hanging out. Mm-hmm. And the, the rest of this is just crazy. He throws a chair through the back because he's like, which door am I at? This is the last question. Which door am I at? Front or back? And she's like, I don't know. And then she, he just kind of throws a chair through the back window. She starts running. He runs after her. And they're in the backyard or something like that and she sees a car and she's kind of trying it's to her like, parents yeah and she sees a car starts to try to get to them everybody puts a, up a good fight with ghostface oh like, man that's what everybody. i want to talk about it's like all of the women in this film they took some classes in self-defense or karate or something somebody literally barrel rolled him like yeah <laughs> i think um one of the first attacks cindy like swipes him with a leg <laughs> And she, like, skis across the floor, like, in action movies. I'm like, damn, I wouldn't have survived. No. (laughs) Yeah, kind of similar. Uh, Drew Barrymore's character's name is Casey. Casey. Yeah, Steve was the boyfriend. She's got the phone in her hand because she tried to call the cops earlier. And she's getting killed by Ghostface, basically. And her parents are, like, 
in the house. They've realized something's gone wrong and they're trying to call the police and she's on the other line, which, um, what a 90s thing. Cause like, not an issue now. <laughs> it's sad too, cause like he cuts her throat. And yeah, she's and then she's right there by her parents. That's the, what's fucked up. What, kind of what we mean by this film's not scary, but it's just fucked up. Yeah, because she's trying to scream. Her neck is ripped open, so she's kind of like, uh, yeah, and like they can't hear. Her. And the, the parents finally find her because they see the mess inside the house, and she's hanging outside, literally by, hanging from, from a, a tree. tree. Like it's pretty, it's pretty gruesome. Scene. Yeah, and then we get the fun stuff. All the kids at school. Doing their thing, right? No, 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 uh, is that the scene? I thought the next scene. The next was... scene's with the with Sydney. We get introduced to Sydney and yeah. Billy, and they are romantic, and they want to do some over the clothes fun action. <laughs> Let's talk about his stretch of a uh, story to why he's there, because he was watching The Exorcist, and they had edited oh, out the good stuff. It reminded me about our relationship. If you said The Exorcist reminded me of our relationship, I would be like, did I throw up on you or something? That's where I thought it was going. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting to see like what his point was. And yeah. it's like, it was almost the NC-17, but they edited it for TV. And so I'm starting to feel like yours and my relationship was like almost NC-17. And now it's feeling a lot like it's What a long TV. way to go. I was like, what the heck, dude? What a long <laughs> way to go for some pussy. Just <laughs> say why you're there, man. <laughs> yeah. And then they do some overclosed stuff. So next scene is the friends. <laughs> Right. There's something I wanted to also point out is that these kids are supposed to be high school kids and they do not look, they look like they're fucking 30. No, the way that Sydney was ask, acting like, oh no, and he's like, I know your underwear rule. They do look old as they hell. They look old as hell. And like, not that we are shaming anyone. Whenever you want to be sexually active, that's your business. But it's kind of hard to believe that when these actors look like way older than teenagers, at least in Friday, no, not Friday. Nightmare on Elm was Craven's other film. The kids look like kids. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And this one, they look like they they were looking at late 20s actors to play yeah. 15, 16-year-olds. Yeah. Maybe they're seniors. Who knows? I think so, but still. I did not look like that as a senior. <laughs> no. I don't look like that now, and I'm almost 30. <laughs> yeah, it's funny to look back at yourself in college, and you're like, oh my god, it's a child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you, like... My brother's in high school, so I would have to go to his, like, performances for a band and stuff like that. And then I would go and see the high schoolers, and I'm like, children, yeah. <laughs> this is what I looked like at that age. Yeah. So there's chaos at, high, at the high school. So there, there uh, there's chaos at the high school, the scene after, because Casey's dead. And so it sounds like what I wanted to point out to you was that uh, unlike all the other movies we've seen, at least of this time, like in the 80s, 90s, Everybody knows what's going on in the entire town. The, the media is there. The cops are there. Uh, the, the students are all looking at, at Sydney and the friends, like, what's going on? There's chaos in the neighborhood. And the friends are being questioned because they all were friends with Casey and Steve. And amongst themselves, they're kind of like, did you do it? And they're kind of joking about it. They're very shitty. Yeah. They're, I it, guess when they, you know that they're the killers. Yeah, this all makes sense. It makes sense. But... When you don't know, you're like, damn, these are some shitty teenagers. Yeah, because they're all, like, joking about getting gutted and mm-hmm. things. Like, and, like, Casey just died. If that's your friend, then you're just, like, joking about your friend getting gutted. And, like, no, you did it. And, no, I did it. And why didn't you do it? Oh, it's because she didn't have sex with you. And, like, whatever. It's like, yeah, nah, you guys aren't really friends, huh? At one point, they asked, like, how do you even gut someone? And one of the dudes answers, if I asked that question and someone could give me a precise answer, I'd look at them like, what? <laughs> Well, his dad's a butcher. You don't know? That don't mean you should know how to murder people. <laughs> Although they say that people who are butchers are more likely to, to know. Or they, like, yeah, study butcher. so many, like, investigations, I think, on serial killers where they, they don't know exactly who it is yet. They're, like, they studied medicine or they studied, like, something meat. to do with meat because they knew how to Cut carve cleanly. up a human body, essentially. Yeah. Messed. Yeah. But, so... Um, I would like to point out that the principal is really creepy. He is. Because, yeah. like, Cindy went, Sydney went in to get questioned, and she knows the police, obviously, because her mom was brutally murdered a year before. And uh, the principal's, like, touching her face while she's talking to the cops. And I would turn to the cops and be like, arrest him immediately. <laughs> the principal is problematic the entire time. Later, he he's, is. like, sl- slashing scissors at some kids and expels them, and he's, like, I, calling them fuckers and all this stuff. I was like, that couldn't happen today. <laughs> no, I get that, like, he acts suspicious, so the audience believes that he could be the killer, but... Which he, is the thing this whole movie. You're, yeah. You're, you're not sure who it is at all. So, when you pointed that out, I was like, yeah, I guess you would want to make him look weird, so you think it's him. But... 
the friends are making tasteless jokes about Casey's death. Uh, it's revealed that Sydney's mom was raped and murdered a year ago when Sydney goes home and is watching the TV and she's kind of just home alone because her dad goes on a trip. Yeah, her dad has gone on a trip. She's waiting for her friend to come stay the night and she gets a call from the murderer. And I had a question. Is this voice actor the same as Freddie? They sound uh, very similar. Uh, I read something about who the voice actor was and it wasn't any of like the oh, cast okay. we see. It's somebody else. Um yeah, that's what I mean. The actor who plays Freddy, is it him? Maybe. I don't, I don't know. I can't confirm or deny, but that's true. We'll have to you want to actually want you to confirm or deny? <laughs> Could you please? Let me pause the Not recording. that it's that important. <laughs> <laughs> Let me pause the recording just so it doesn't add up into our, like... Uh, no. So the but voice... he is most JoJoJo from the Powerpuff Girls. What? Yeah, full circle. Cartoon Network. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he's not Freddy's voice, not but Freddy. he... He is a voice actor that they use separately uh, because later it's revealed the killers were using a voice changer. Uh, yeah. But it was this guy, Robert L. Jackson, who was doing all the over-the-phone stuff. Apparently the cast never met him so that the huh. cast could like Be creeped out by his yeah. voice. Mm-hmm. So they could genuinely react to him. So, yeah, Sydney's talking to the guy on the phone and he does something similar like he did to Drew Barrymore's character, Casey. And She also believes it's someone she knows and is messing with her, Randy. Who is later revealed to be like a super horror... Horror, move buff, horror buff. movie buff person um there's something i wanted to say about the phone calls though is it like again since this killer's obsessed with horror movies is it a call to black christmas the the callers coming from inside the house legend probably i mean all these movies if you were to look at them holistically because i was going to say this is probably another inspiration for the movie uh when a stranger calls you've seen that movie with camilla bell yeah i think it's when a stranger calls and she's in the house and it's also a bougie ass house and the whole time she's on the phone with the killer and it's revealed mm-hmm. you know, a bunch of stuff. So when you look at these movies, it's kind of hard to see which one. I mean, I guess time tells you which one did it first. Yeah. But I think Black Christmas is probably the inspiration for this. Yeah, it's uh, Black Christmas is the 70s. Mm-hmm. So and, and the phone thing at the time is probably the easiest way to be scary. You know, you don't know who's on the other side of the phone. So I think even if they weren't inspired by each other... At the time, phones and cell. And later, I'll talk about this. The cell phone. Like, why are you carrying a cell phone? It's like, dude, everybody oh, carries yeah. a cell phone now. But. It's so funny because there's a scene where the reporter is running out to the car, and she's like, "Give me the cellular." And I'm just like, "Girl, you could just say phone." Just chucks a razor phone at her. Out of nowhere, from <laughs> yeah. the early 2000s. Yeah. But he he's trying to do something similar, like with Casey, and asks her to play a game, and she's like, "I don't watch horror movies because they all play out the same. It's always it's just stupid. some dude." With a knife chasing a big-breasted girl who doesn't it's know how insulting. to It's insulting. It's insulting, yeah. So it's funny because this movie is super self-aware. Uh, when I looked it up, it was a meta-horror movie. And yeah, it's very self-aware. Oh, for sure. I mean, <laughs> the, for, the, for the killers to later be like, we studied horror movies because everything just plays out according to the rules. Even Randy is a funny character who's like, he's right behind you, he's right behind you. And yeah. Ghostface is literally behind him as he's saying it. There's so many funny parts of this movie. As a horror fan, I think it's funny to watch. It's so good. Like, I did not expect it to be as good as it was. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we talked earlier about how Cindy's got moves. This is the first time you see those moves because the killer does come out from inside, inside the, house, the house. Yeah. And she fights him off. She doesn't want... Hold on. So he comes from inside the house. She fights him off. She fights him off and she uses the computer to call the police. Oh, my God. So courage-like. Because <laughs> the phone's yes. not working. She can't get to hold of the police through the phone because I think he cuts the line or something. Which I didn't know you could already do back then. I know it's a thing you can do now. Call the police through your computer? Allegedly. I didn't know you could do that at all. Really? Because it the it shows the screen and it looks like some program I've never seen in my life. I I like computers. I'm not like a huge computer buff, but I was like, how the hell did you do that? I'm pretty that sure time. that there's a way where you could call 911 from a And the computer was computer. like, I can't call the police, you twit. There's no internet. <laughs> mm, with how slow the Who's internet. Who's fun in this internet? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, with how slow the internet was then, I don't imagine the cops would get there anytime soon. No, but so she does call the police through the internet. And Ghostface disappears and Billy pops and up. Billy the just window. shows up, which is like, wow, it's really obvious that Billy's a killer. Yeah, right at the moment that he, uh, Ghostface is trying to get through the door, he looks distraught in the window too, and she's like, what, what's wrong with you? And he's like, oh, I heard screaming. And so I, my immediate thought was to jump through the window. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I don't blame her for being suspicious of him. The <laughs> he immediately drops time. the phone from his pocket. Yeah. And she's like, what the fuck? They're hugging, and she starts to suspect that he did it, and so she runs away, and he's like, what? No, and starts screaming at her. She runs out to the front door, and Ghostface's mask is right at the door, but it's one of the cops, Dewey, who is a 
a weird character for what sure. What an unfortunate name as well. Yeah, I think later it's revealed his name is Dwight, but yeah. either either name, Dwight and Dewey. Still no not offense good. to Dwight's out there. Dewey's probably not the best nickname, nickname for that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but he's holding up the mask, and for some reason, I guess Billy's taken by the cops because they think all automatically they think he's the one who did it. Well, she. It seems like she did say like it was him because she suspects him. Mm-hmm. So then the next scenes are all at the at the at the police station. Yeah. Uh, they're trying to clear Billy's name. No one can get a hold of Sydney's dad. Um, very obviously, they're trying to build Sydney's dad up to be one of the suspects of, of the killings. And we find out that Sydney's best friend, Tatum, mm-hmm. interesting name again, is uh, Dewey's sister because uh, she comes kind of like to pick her up from the police station and takes her home. Then they all go home together. Yeah, they talk to each other like brother and sisters, yeah. you know, calling each other's names. Fighting. Yeah. Yeah, so it sounds like Sydney at this point is going to stay with Tatum and their family with Dewey there, and Dewey stays the night. And the killer calls their house, and so Tatum calls Sydney over to answer the phone, right? Her mom is like, Sydney, you have a call. And Tatum's actually like, tell him to leave a message. And Sydney's like, no, I'll go answer it. And it's the killer basically saying that a year ago, Sydney blamed the wrong guy for her mother's murder. And now he's like, in jail, getting the death sentence. This so in scary movie, the parody of this movie. I think it, I think I hated it that I was thinking about that movie the mm-hmm. entire time while also thinking about this yeah. movie at the same time because I was thinking the entire time that Dewey. I couldn't remember that Dewey wasn't at the end revealed that he is the killer because I think in scary movie the cop is the killer. No, not that I remember. In scary movie, it is the one of the Wayne brothers is the killer. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> and I don't remember who the other one is, but. Or it was one of the sequels or something, but the yeah. cop was like the killer or something. But yeah, the whole time I was suspicious of Dewey. Yeah, the whole I, time. they kind of make him seem a little suspicious. Because I had noted that it was it was kind of make everyone seem suspicious. Funny that when the caller is talk or the killer is talking to Sydney over the phone, and they're knocking on Dewey's door to wake up because he's a cop. Yeah, your first thought is let's wake him up because the killer's on the phone. They're knocking on his door. When the caller and Sydney get off the phone, that's when Dewey comes out. So it's kind of like yeah, he come out when he's done with the call. And I think the movie does that on purpose to make you think mm. that's potentially one of the killers or whatever, one of the suspects. You always expect it's just one, too. Yeah, which is what this movie does as well. Switch that up on you. Mm. I guess school is really important to Wes Craven because he makes all his characters go back to school after something super traumatic has happened. <laughs> yeah. And that's what Sydney does. And during this day, like, some of the teenagers are dressing up like the killer and running around the school, which is, like, so shitty. But tell me that that's not what teenagers yeah, would do. Yeah, that's what teenagers would do. And I, I don't know. Teenagers are shitty. Teenagers are <laughs> shitty. Just kidding. But not really. But, but just not, kidding. Though. No, like, listen, when you're a teenager, you're like, fuck everyone. But then when you're no longer a teenager, you're like, damn, I was shitty. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you'll grow out of it eventually. It's okay. Hopefully. Talk some to, people are still... Some people are still shitty. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so Sydney's back at school and there's the reporter that we keep seeing on the news who later is revealed to have done some sort of story on what had happened the year before with Sydney's mom. Sydney has some bad beef and this is when it's revealed because they have an argument uh, by the truck that kind of doesn't go in depth until later when Sydney punches her in the face. But Wait, when does she punch her in the face? I thought it was She punched her later in the face when uh, something else happened. When, when did she punch her? I think she punches her in the face that night. Yes, because I was like, she sees her at school. Yeah, and the next day and she's like covering her bruise up with makeup already. Yeah, because the reporter is writing a book about the mom's murder and the killer is on death row which is a guy who's named um apparently yeah apparently the reporter doesn't believe that although sydney said he did it because he saw him wearing like the dad the mom's jacket or the dad's jacket with blood yeah the reporter has reason to believe that the killer was not him and it was someone else and the killer's still on the loose but sydney is just really like gung-ho gung-ho that no that was the man that was the man and at the end reporter kind of does says something that's like you don't even believe it yourself do you and sydney's like bye yeah no fuck off you know so she goes about her day and yes the school is kind of having this issue where the principal leader like i said is being a weirdo and has these two kids who had the mask with them and he's waving these giant, giant scissors. scissors they like what's craven likes his giant knives and giant scissors flashing into the yeah, camera i would say he does <laughs> so, 
the principal is really weird and he's like cutting at the at the kid's the shirt kids. and he's like if it wasn't to me you guys would be gutted right here right now and he's saying all this unnecessary stuff to these kids and expels them but the news the reporter is also saying you know that, that people are wearing the ghost face mask and Sydney goes back with her friends and they're talking about Billy and she's like do you think he's mad at me and they're like well you you he's... accused him of being a murderer so I mean he's gonna be hurt a little bit at least yeah. and then she runs into Billy right away because he's been released because since she received a call the night he was detained, everyone assumes he did not do it. Mm-hmm. And also his phone records were cleared. And Which is also been... the reason I thought Dewey was in on it. I thought Dewey was in on it and that's why. Because Dewey later is talking to one of the cops. This is all like side stuff that leads into that long night that we're talking about. But the co- Dewey is talking to one of the cops and talking about the phone records. Match And Dewey's kind of like, how would you go about changing Cloning the phone records? Cloning the phone records. But yeah, so uh, Sydney is kind of having a rough day because she's back at school. Again, why would you go back to school after all yeah. this is going on? But she has this conversation with um Billy, and it's like a weird conversation on both ends. He's basically saying like, you need to get over your mom's death. It happened like a year ago. and We haven't even done it because your cause mom's dead. And then it's funny because she like walks away mad, but also like she accused him of being a murderer. <laughs> and like, <laughs> But okay, also at this point, Billy is like, it's been a year since your mom's dead. Like it's the same thing as like what happened to me. My dad and mom got split up and I got over it, so like, why aren't you over it? And yeah. she's like, what? Not the same thing. Not the same thing at all, yeah. But Less I think it worse. shows you just how like detached he is from reality. For it's sure. Because it's about him. It's not about her, which obviously comes into play later when it's revealed that he's the killer, for mm-hmm. real, and why he did it. So he, he's messed up, and so she goes to the bathroom, and she's sitting there, and she hears these high school... Mean girls. Mean girls, yeah. Uh, talking about how her mom was a whore and she was sleeping around and how she kind of deserves all of it. Which, what a a small-town way of talking and thinking. Also, I told you this while we were watching it. She, like, hides in the bathroom while people are talking shit about her. And I I know that's kind of like a trope in movies. I would not do that. No, I'd be like, hey, I'm, I'm right here. here. You talking shit? Tell me what you gotta say. Say it again. Say it in my face. <laughs> yeah. They wouldn't. Maybe they would. Maybe they would. And then you can be <laughs> like, all right, well, fuck you. Yeah, take it out. But they believe Sydney's obviously distraught because they're trying to say that like maybe Sydney did it too because she's gone insane because her mom is dead. Yeah. Which is a shitty way to see other people. But she kind of like goes out and starts to hear noise and the killer's whispering her name. And, and he's in one of the stalls. Mm-hmm. And he chases after her and she goes running out the door and like he doesn't chase after she her. She dives underneath him. <laughs> Again, with skills that I don't know how the average person would have, but yeah. more power to her, I guess. And so school is canceled, and automatically the kids are like, great, let's, let's have a party. party. And then I think this is probably my favorite scene in the whole movie is when the principal is like trying on the ghost face mask and making creepy sounds and someone's knocking on the door and knocking on the door or whatever and he like runs out and yells like you fucking psychopaths or something i don't know something like that and then it's like a janitor there and he's like who me and he's dressed like <laughs> freddy krueger you know who that was <laughs> is it the actual actor i was reading no i was reading the fun facts or whatever apparently that's Wes craven that's Wes craven yeah. oh my god i love this scene even let more me, now let me confirm that hold on yeah so he's got uh he's got a stanley cameo situation going on here yeah he was in every movie apparently yeah. every screen movie there's four of them i think i think there's five is there oh man yeah but he like the janitor's dressed like freddie and he's like who me he's like no not you fred and then he <laughs> yeah, yeah. again a very aware movie yeah and then he gets killed right away yes the principal gets killed not, not the, the janitor. janitor no the janitor lives <laughs> Sydney is asking Casey or T- Tayton, sorry. Tate, She's asking Tate, I'm like, if I was wrong about what happened when my mom's killer, could the killer still be out there? And uh, Tatum's like, oh, you sound like one of those West, West Carpenter, Carpenter movies. Films. Yeah. <laughs> Everything from here on kind of just like leads to the party. There is a scene where Randy, he works at a video store and Sid and Billy, no wait, Stu and Billy are basically telling him come to this party tonight. And he's like, yeah, I'll be there. And he's going off about horror movies. And all the tropes. And all the tropes. And he literally tells you exactly how this movie is going to end. He's like, Cindy's dad is a red herring. The killer is Billy. <laughs> yeah. And haven't you ever seen a horror movie? And I, I would like to think that I'd be this character <laughs> in movies. He's like screaming and he's like, it's simple. He's like, there's a formula. Everyone is a suspect and everyone in the video store turns around like, what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and again, I love this scene and this character. <laughs> Billy comes out and he's like, what were you saying about that, Randy? And, and then Randy's like, how is he not the killer? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a really funny scene. So they're all getting ready for the party. Was it at Stu's house? Yeah, right? I believe so, yes. 
So they were getting ready for the party at Sue's house since school's out. And uh, this is when Dewey found out that, you know, the phone record was cleared and that uh, everything points to the dad. Since it's the anniversary of the wife's death, they're all mm-hmm. thinking, like, maybe the dad did it because they can't get a hold of him. So the reporter is also going to the party. Because she wants to get the story, but also she's kind of into Dewey. Yeah. Yeah, this would pretty much be where the bulk of everything else happens mm-hmm. in this film. It's 42 minutes, but it's pretty fast. Yeah, it doesn't feel like the last 42 minutes. It feels like it goes by quickly. Mm-hmm. I understand why Scary Movie makes fun of it, because left and right, people are, like, dead, but then not dead, but then dead, but then not dead, but then they're actually dead, and they're like, oh, okay, cool. And then uh, suddenly they're not dead again <laughs> yeah it's basically that's it you summed up the whole movie we can leave now yeah. the the reporter plants a camera at the party because dewey mm-hmm. walks in and tatum's mad one of the guys sends her to go get beer in the garage she dies she puts up a crazy fight she with him. also puts up a crazy good fight she does she throws the beers at him like he gets hit in the crotch she's she like, opens the fridge door on him and like, honestly i was like why wouldn't she have survived she tries to get out through like the cat door that's the only reason she doesn't survive also who puts a cat door in a garage but yeah that, that was a really <laughs> weird placement i was also going to tell you that uh, i wonder if this is the reason not this horror movie is obviously probably not the reason but garage doors now have like a laser sensor so that if you flail in front of it it just doesn't close or or it doesn't close down it doesn't yeah. blow up either so that probably things like this don't happen because she gets trapped in the cat door which is in the garage door he presses the button to open the door and she gets her neck snapped smashed, and smashed yeah. into the into the crevice pretty sad pretty fucked up way to die mm-hmm. but also why try to squeeze through a cat door yeah at this party Sydney and Billy are gonna have sex. For some reason, because their relationship has been... Toxic as hell. Awful this entire time. And to the point where when they finish, she's like, who did you use your last phone call or whatever that the police let you have? Your only phone call. And he's like, I called my dad. She's like, no, you didn't. I heard the sheriff call your dad. And and my thought was like, if you're still suspicious of him, why did you sleep with him? Also, her way of doing it was kind of like she alluded back to his exorcist thing where she's like, I want this to be like my movie. And it's it's feeling more like, like why can't my movie be more like, uh, I forgot what. A porno actress. or something. He, yeah, she names an actress. She's like, or more like a porno. Or no, and he's like, you serious? So, yeah, it's it's not... I will note that I believe this is the first horror film where the main character has sex and doesn't die. The virgin. The virgin is no longer the virgin and doesn't die. And I think this was, like, groundbreaking at the time. Mm. And also Wes Craven's way of, like, Breaking the reinventing rule. something. Yeah, like we said, the Randy is kind of like yelling out the tropes the entire time because this movie turns into when all the girls leave and it sounds like the, the party's kind of dying down. During the party, Randy was saying like, what do y'all want to watch? And they end up putting Halloween on. Yes. And it turns into a Halloween movie watch party. Well, let's talk about the rules you mentioned because they're there on purpose. Mm-hmm. The rules in a horror movie, if you want to survive, are never have sex, never drink or do drugs, and never say, I'll be right back. And, and in sure the next enough. 40 minutes, Wes Craven just plays with all of these. Well, and right after that last line that says, never say, I'll be right back, Dewey scares the reporter in the truck and says, hey, you know, I'm going to go do this. And because she's like, I'll seen, be right back. Yes. <laughs> a car. Because they've seen Sydney's dad's car in the area. Yeah. They're, like, sending him to investigate. So, yes, they there's a report. The car is there. And she goes with him and says, I'll be right back to the cameraman. Which makes you think immediately that she's going to die. Oh, for sure. But she doesn't. Yes. <laughs> spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I think we should just not say spoiler alert. At this point, everything is a spoiler. I know. Yeah. <laughs> if you're watching this, we should have called the show spoiler alert. Yeah. After Sydney and Billy have had sex, though, and Randy. you're like 100% sure that this is the killer, Randy gets a call basically saying that they found out the principal has been killed. So everyone leaves the party to go see where the principal has been killed. Yeah, because they're like, we need to hurry before the cops find him because we need to see this. Yeah, which is like morbid. Yeah, so everyone runs out and Randy's like left alone in the living room watching the movie. And he's still like yelling out tropes at the Halloween movie. Yeah, because upstairs with Cindy, Sid, Sydney. I want to call her Cindy. I thought I was just saying Sid because it's easier. Yeah. <laughs> I think I also want to call her Cindy because Cindy is scary movie. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> her and Billy are done or whatever, and the killer comes in and, like, stabs Billy. Yeah, he stabs the shit out of him and, and he's passes like, out uh, the bed. Sydney. And what? I'm like, if, when you know that they're the killers, their bad acting is obvious and hilarious. Yeah. What I thought was funny, so there's a part for, right from here, City runs out. It's getting chased by Ghostface in the house. And I don't know if we pointed it out, but at the beginning of the movie, 
when she's on the phone with the killer on uh, and talking about how she hates horror movies. She's she like, says, why do they run back into the house and not run outside? The, <laughs> instead of running out the front door, yep. And what she does immediately is run upstairs <laughs> and not out the front door. So Ghostface follows her upstairs. She traps herself in one of the rooms and she jumps out a window to kind of like escape. He grabs her and drops her on accident. She falls softly onto a boat. I don't These think you would. Are, no, I was thinking about that too because I've been on a boat and like you would hit, hit something. the seats. I mean, you would follow through, but I guess logic aside, she falls onto this like super soft cover from a boat. Yeah. Again, middle class boats, giant houses. Um, quote unquote middle class. <laughs> I mean, or do we just not have a good understanding of what middle we class We have is? no money. <laughs> Support us at buymeacoffee.com. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, so yeah, she falls down, and that's when she sees Tatum's dead in the garage door. Yeah, pretty sad. She is running around screaming at this point, Dewey and Grace. What's her name? The Gale? reporter. I just kept saying reporter. The reporter. Courtney Cox. <laughs> Monica from Friends. Yeah. They're back. And no, they're not back yet. No, right? so, they, so she falls with the wind on the boat. She sees Tatum's dead. She finds, uh, what do you call it? The reporter and the cop find the truck, and they... Wait, no, no, no. Find the camera truck. She's outside and she sees the truck and she runs to it and she asks for help. Yeah, and, and right as that happens, the camera guy is like, wait, there's a camera and the feed. And we see, because that's when he starts to see like ghost faces walking around. Randy's like joking and drunk. In He's the right house. behind you. The killer's right behind and you. Ghost and right Ghostface is right behind him, but walks out the door. Because he hears Sid screaming outside, so he runs out. And the cameraman's like, wait, there's a 30-second delay on the camera. After and he's already jumped out of the car to go help the other guy and gets his neck. Sliced. Sliced. So she starts screaming, freaks out. And right as the scene is happening, there's a lot of, like, back and forth on the scenes. There's right? so much. Yeah, as the scene is happening, the cop and the reporter find the truck because the kids who are driving away almost run them over. And when they perfectly fall near the car. Fall on top of each other and kiss. Then they find the car. Right next to them. <laughs> right next to them. Yeah. <laughs> and Dewey's like, this is the... Uh, this is Prescott's car. car. And so... They run back. They run back. And Sydney is running back into the house. And Stu and Randy are yelling like... Or was it Stu and Randy? Or, yeah, Stu and Randy are yelling at the front door. Because Sydney's like, what the yeah, hell? Yeah, since the killer has been... One sec. Step back. Stu and Randy are yelling. But after the cameraman gets killed, Sydney's running back and sees Dewey was inside of the house. No, 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 no. Okay. So <laughs> the cameraman gets killed, right? And Sydney's running to another car, mm-hmm. Dewey's police car, and yes. the killer's chasing her. And it's it's a game because she's closing one door, closing another door, and he's opening them because the he trunk. has the keys. He's opening the trunk. He's too. opening the trunk, and she's fighting him. And she runs to the house, like you said. She said she would never do. She's running to the house. And at this point, is Dewey in the house already? Because yes. he comes out and the gun happens. Yes, because the reporter... So the reporter goes to the camera truck, to the, the news truck or whatever, and finds that the cameraman has been killed. Dewey was inside the house looking for the killer at this point. So they ran back while Sydney... Where the hell was Sydney this whole time? She, okay, okay, I remember. We're going to have to start <laughs> over. Okay, so... Damn, this is like the 10th time we've said this. Yeah. The cameraman is killed. Yes. And Sydney slams the door and runs out from some kind of secret hole in the van. Yeah. At this point, Monica from Friends and Dewey are coming back. And he says, I'm going to run into the house. You go into the car and get a phone and call the sheriff and tell mm-hmm. him what's happening. And Sydney has already left the the car, so... That's right. She escaped and she, she, she somehow in. runs back to the house, too. No, she doesn't run back to the house. She runs out into the road because at this point, ah, yes. Monica from Friends gets freaked out. I was trying to figure out where they cross paths again. Yes. So I was like, where the hell was Sydney this whole time? She gets freaked out. She grabs the keys and she's like trying to run a drive off the road. The car's covered in blood. And yeah, she's so weird, too. She like turns on the windshield wipers because the blood's on the windshield. And yeah. she's like, ah! And then the cameraman falls onto the ceiling and she's like, Kenny, no offense, but get the fuck off my windshield. Which I get her, man. (laughs) Um, Throws him into a fence. (laughs) (laughs) And she's driving crazy into the road and she almost hits Sydney and she crashes crashes into a tree and you think she's dead Mm -hmm. pretty much. So Sydney goes. Sydney runs back into the house. Cop car. The cop car. That whole scene. Calls the cops through the car. Yes. That whole scene with Ghostface having the keys and. They're playing, like, the equivalent of phone tag when you're in a car, when someone locks it and you open it and and they leave you out there forever. (laughs) I hate when you do that to me. (laughs) That happens. Eventually, Ghostface gets in the car and they fight and she runs into the house. Yep. She runs into the house as she's running. She sees Dewey's coming out and he's like, Sydney? And he 
falls. And he's got a knife, knife in his back. back. And he just passes out. So you think Dewey's dead. Or Dewey is dead because I don't think it's a really I don't know. Cool. I don't know if he's in the sequel. Dewey passes out. She runs into the house. And as she's trying to run to the house, she's got Dewey's gun. And Stu and Randy come out of nowhere. And Stu is like, Randy did it. And Randy is like, Stu did it. And they're just pointing at each other. And she's just like, fuck you both. And closes the door. Appropriate response. And out of nowhere, Billy is at the top of the stairs. And he's like, Sydney. And he's like, and she's like, what? Like, again, this moment where like, who the hell is dead and who is not? Yeah. Because Billy's like, oh, and he's like falling down the stairs. And she's like, oh my God, and takes care of him. And he's like, give me the gun. Give me the I gun. Got it. And she's I got like, they're it. outside. And he's like, it's okay, I got it. Yeah. She takes the gun, opens the door. Randy comes in, the mm-hmm. movie buff. And this is immediately when you find out Billy is the bad guy. Yeah, because he licks the blood off of himself. And he's like, corn syrup and red dye, just like in Carrie. Yep. And he's like, we all go a little mad sometimes. And he's like, psycho. referencing psycho. And shoots Randy in the shoulder. And it's revealed Randy and And Stu are partners in crime. Mm-hmm. They're both the killers. Yeah, I mean, just to sum it up quickly, because the whole it's a whole scene where they're just talking about the history and why, and is there a motive and whatever. And uh, he does this lame thing where he's like, "There is no motive. That's what makes it scary." But I do have a motive for killing your mom. She slept with my dad, and that's the reason my parents got divorced. It's like, mm. yeah. So, Stu and, <laughs> so Stu and do Billy. you have a motive or not? Stu and Billy are shitty because yeah, she is asking like they they try to make it seem like we're just psychotic and the uh, horror movies don't make psychos. Psychos get ideas from horror movies. Uh-huh. And that's their whole thing. And Stu is insane, which makes sense considering it's a Wes Craven film. He's probably like defending his movies. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't say that if you're a sane person that watches a horror movie, you're like, I'm gonna go reenact this horror movie. No, yeah. Yeah, so Sydney's like freaking out. They're standing there, and Stu and Billy are kind of revealing their plan. They bring out Sid's dad, and their plan is to, look, here's the voice changer, and they put it in their dad's pocket, and they're like, They reveal look. that they've used his phone and copied his phone records somehow, and... Which bring, brings back the Dewey stuff. Like, yeah, how would you was go on. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Is that even possible? Is that a fucking thing? I don't know. Anyway. But, so, they're like, the plan is going to be that the dad did it, killed you, killed himself with a gun. On the anniversary of your mother's death, because he just went crazy. Yep. And we're going to stab each other, so that looks like we also survived the killing. And so, they stab each other, and there's this whole thing of them just stabbing each other. And Stu is... I feel bad for Stu, because... Stu just seems like an idiot. You know what I mean? I like don't feel bad for him, but I, think like, I, I get what you mean. Shaggy. I think, <laughs> I, think I can't see <laughs> He's shaggy. Stu. I, I can't feel, I can't see Stu without, well, yeah. the actor. He kind of is shaggy like in this movie is that he's kind of just like, he just a, plays whatever, the same character. man. Yeah. And uh, he's telling Billy to stop because he's Billy's like, I going think a little over the top. me too much. And he's like, I'm passing out. I'm feeling it hurts and whatever. And things start to go wrong when Stu realizes that the gun is missing. And it turns out that Monica from Friends has survived <laughs> and she has the gun. And they've revealed their whole plan to Sydney. And she's like, how about this for a movie ending? I kill both of you and I'm the hero. And Sydney's like, I like that ending better. And then Billy's like, well, there's something that you don't know. It's that the safety on the gun is on. And he, like, grabs it and kicks her onto the porch. Yeah, and she passes out right on top of Dewey's body. But this ah. gave Sydney the the chance Time. to escape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Stu turns around and he's like, uh-oh, we got a, pl- a problem going on. So then Stu starts to kind of pass out. Billy is freaking out because he's like, what the hell is happening? Mm-hmm. He's like flipping things. And she calls them, gives them a little bit of their own medicine. Stu answers the phone and passes it to her, but or passes it to Billy. But I think Stu at this point is like, because she's asking him like, what are you going to do, uh, Stu? Billy's got his story. What's your story? He's like, I don't know. I have peer pressure. He's like, I'm gullible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stu's not exactly. A bright. Light. A bright character. A bright psychopath. Billy takes the phone and he's like telling her to, to reveal herself and she's kind of playing with him. And Billy gets mad, throws the phone at Stu. And Stu's like, you hit me with the phone, man. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I feel bad for Stu because it seems kind of just like he's not. He's just doing what Billy told him to do. And he really doesn't have, have a motive. He's just kind of like, it's probably cool you to You know, do. like maybe this is reading too much into this film. But, and again, <laughs> after I've seen, seen Scary Movie, um, it's revealed in Scary Movie that the reason the killers are working together is because they're gay. <laughs> oh. And they love each other, right? Mm-hmm. I could kind of get that hint going Stu just for Stu Billy. and Billy. Because then there's this whole scene where they're both stabbing each other and that's a very like phallic mm. scene yeah i guess yeah i mean i didn't think of that at all but i mean yeah if that's what they were doing sure i, I could see that so getting back to sydney um she's giving them a taste of their own medicine she's hidden in the closet with her dad and she's making a lot of noise to make 
Billy go investigate and he opens the door and she stabs him with an umbrella with the end of an umbrella she's also in full costume she's put on the ghost face costume which is like 10 out of 10 love the theatrics (laughs) love that you had the time to do that (laughs) also what umbrella is that pointy jesus christ yeah i don't have any umbrellas (laughs) like that but definitely not from the dollar store no i mean maybe some these houses are huge maybe they got fancy umbrellas they got weapons in their umbrellas (laughs) But so, okay, the next scene that happens is awesome because Billy gets quote-unquote killed with this pointy umbrella. Actually, they're still kind of fighting. No, he he stabs her. She stabs him and he passes out. So you think he's dead. Because Stu comes out out of nowhere and he's like, you bitch, and like runs after her. And she starts fighting Stu. And uh, she puts up a good fight with Stu. Stu gets knocked down and she gets up and grabs. Okay, so for those of you who are listening, if you grew up before flat screen TVs, these TVs were fucking massive. These TVs, yeah. have you ever carried those old big no. box TVs? Those TVs were impossibly heavy. Like, whose idea was it to put these, like, 50, 100-pound boxes on top of shelves? Yes. <laughs> she drops the TV on top of him and gets electrocuted. But yes. that TV, I mean, she didn't even have to electrocute him. The TV's size alone, alone on his head would have just killed him. <laughs> yeah. been fine. Those TVs are heavy as hell. So I thought it was, like, gruesome. <laughs> it, yeah, it's pretty gruesome. I actually forgot about that scene. So hold on. So Stu dies with the TV. And Randy, the movie buff, turns out he's not dead. And mm-hmm. so Sid's like, oh, you're still alive? And he's like, oh, it turns out that it's a good idea that I was a virgin this whole time. <laughs> yeah, hilarious. And Billy comes out of nowhere and punches him in the face. <laughs> and turns out Billy's alive again. Yeah. And Monica comes and has the gun. Has the But you don't know off. that yet because he's fighting with Sydney and again. he's like about to choke her to death. And Monica shoots him. And she's like... <laughs> we keep saying Monica. Like we- I know. Because her name is like Gail or something. Gail Weathers. <laughs> Should we confirm it? It's too is. late. It's too late. It's too late. No, it's Monica from Friends. It's Courtney Cox. Everyone knows who we're talking about. <laughs> so she shoots him and she's like, I didn't forget to take the safety off this time, asshole. And then Randy's like... They're all standing above him, like looking down on him. And uh, Randy's like, this is this is the time for one last jump scare where you think the killer's dead, but he's not really dead. And Billy's then like, ah. Billy wakes up in Sydney fucking execution Head style. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, not in my movie, which yeah. I get why people love that line. <laughs> what was even better is that not two seconds later, another jump scare happens and the dad crashes out of the oh, closet. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and they all get scared too, like, but ah. it's just the dad. Um, Happy ending, kind of. Because nothing else really happens after this. No, it's like, all the police finally show up at the house and um the reporter's doing like her last like segment on the yep. the incident and credits and roll credits i want to talk about wes craven creating probably my favorite final girls because he gave us nancy and he gave us sydney yep this whole time the movie he's like uh what do you call it plugging all of them they mm-hmm. they talk a lot about jimmy lee curtis uh, I don't think they oh, named yeah. Nancy right off the bat, but he they, they talk about Friday the, ter- the 13th, the Nightmare on Elm Street. They talk about Psycho. Carrie. Exorcist Carrie. Uh, a lot of movies are named on here. I think at some point Billy and Stu say that the horror movies inspired them. They're like, you watch enough horror movies, take enough notes, you know You know how what to, like- happens. And I would say bullshit because if they had seen enough horror movies, they would have known there's a final girl. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't plan for that. But they didn't plan for Sydney not being a virgin. Oh, That's true. Thing, That's what it was. Yeah. She wasn't the virgin, so she wasn't going to survive. <laughs> so overall, what do you think of this movie? I really like this movie. I think I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. That's pretty good. Yeah. Especially since your first watch. It's the first. Again, you, I knew who the killers were and stuff, so I feel like it's kind of unfair to say that I've never seen it. It is unfair. And I've seen Scary Movie, and it's basically this movie. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and this movie is already funny. Yeah, I'd give it a 9 out of 10. How about you? I'd give it a 8 and a half. Eight. I feel like you never get out of the like seven or eight range. Well, we were talking about how people are going to say that we're just too good to these movies because we give everything a positive rating. We kind of do. That's <laughs> what happens when you're a fan. Yeah, I guess. I'm a comic book movie Even fan. though it's going to be bad, you're still going to... like. I think that's the thing about horror movies. Even when they're bad, they're kind of good. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is that with I'm a comic book movie fan too and I, I feel like I wouldn't necessarily say anything is super horrible. I think at the end of the day, it's cool to see this content that you love on screen and enjoyable. Whether it sucks or not, you can find a way to love it. But Scream is a good movie. It is. I, I saw it as a kid and I hadn't seen it since. And again, I get confused with scary movie in this one. <laughs> so <laughs> having seen the original and then like all the, the flip-flopping and things like that, I imagine in the 90s it was like a hit. I think it was like really successful. Yeah. I think it was like... 
um, accredited with reinventing the slasher. Mm-hmm. And for Wes Craven to come back and do all the other ones, I didn't know that that he did all of them. Usually you know, it's funny because in the opening scene, Drew Barrymore's character asks the killer what their favorite movie is, and they're like, "Freddy, the guy with the knives." And she's like, "Oh, all the sequels suck." <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Drew Barrymore's character was supposed to be the main character, but she like said no mm. to being the main character. She had a very nineties look. She did. But again, all these characters did not look like teenagers. It's funny to watch all these old movies and see these big name actors. And like, okay, like we kept saying Monica from Friends because that's what she's freaking known for. Yeah, Drew Barrymore is huge. Um, um, the guy who's the killer, he he started in like, I think it was like 90210 type. Billy? Yes, but he's um in Riverdale right now. He plays like one of the teenage <laughs> characters' dads. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say one of the teenage characters. Yeah, no, he's still playing teenagers. <laughs> Yeah, it makes sense because they all look old in this. What and then Shaggy like? from Shaggy, <laughs> yeah. He's very Shaggy. Like, maybe that's what inspired them to pick him for Scooby Doo. I wouldn't pick anybody else. He's one of those characters that, like, can't see anyone else's Shaggy. That movie is so well cast. They should do Scooby Doo for, like, a fun. <laughs> a non horror yeah. episode. <laughs> but um, do you want to talk about what scared Loki this week? Yeah. So he wasn't necessarily scared about anything. We kept, like, getting surprised because he'd lift up his head at random stuff and we'd be like, what is he. And you hear like the faintest, the, faintest, the slightest, the, the tiniest dog bark. Every time the killer was like outside the window, they'd have a dog, a dog barking in the distance, and he'd like shoot up and be like, "What the hell is wrong with you?" And then we'd hear like a tiny bark on the screen. Like, like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, what did you think, Luke? Did it scare you at all? Nice. Wow. Seems Riveting like story. You wanted the dog to be your friend. He wanted treats from my pocket. <laughs> he did keep staring at you through the whole movie. <laughs> He's like the real ghost face is sitting on his couch. <laughs> <laughs> but as always, we hope you had a good time here with us. Uh, you could follow us anywhere at Shaken Not Scared Pod. Out. <laughs> um, we're on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Pinterest. And you can send us an email at shakingnotscaredpod at gmail.com. Yeah, you can listen to us on all your favorite podcasting sites. Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher. Rate, review us, subscribe. Specifically, apparently that's the one that helps us the most. You could also find us on Podchaser and review us there. Yep. And I think that's it. Yep. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye.